following is a paid program on 630 WLAP. This is the Tom Dupree Show on News Radio 630 WLAP and WLAP.com. Welcome to the camp. I guess you all know why we're here. My name is Tommy, and I became aware this year. If you want to follow me, you've got to play pinball. And put in your earplugs, put on your eye shades, you know where to put the cork. Tom Dupree Show. Welcome. Yeah. We're listening to the something. something. What are we listening to? This is the New York Rock and Soul Review, live at the Beacon 1991. <laughs> Rock and Soul Review. Rock and Soul Review. I love how that sounds. And it features Donald Fagan of Steely Dan, Walter Becker of Steely Dan, Michael McDonald, Boz Skaggs, the great blues singer, wow. Charles Brown. I didn't even know this existed. And the way I found out about it was I was at Joseph Beth the other night, and yeah. I just turned around and I saw this record that said New York Rock and Soul Review Live at the Beacon. I thought, this might be something I'm interested in. Yeah. And this is the first time I've ever listened to it. So really? What you're hearing is new to you and new to me. Never knew it existed. Great. I mean, it just gets you just upbeat. Yeah. Moving. I'm moving. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. I'm ready to go work out. Right. That store amazes me because it's fun. It, well, it's just a really cool store because I, I have, I'm not a big reader. I don't, well, you know, I don't read for enjoyment a whole lot, but I love going to Joseph Beth. Yeah. It's just a really cool store. And you buy another, books. Another chapter in your life. Well, and it's much more than books now. I mean, yeah. You've gotten into this whole pop culture phenomena and it's just you know records everywhere and books on comic books and i'm not just comic books thick books on comic books and and then they've expanded into toys and children's games and everything it's kind of amazing and it's kind of overwhelming when you walk in there that's great i love it bear gonna win the heisman oh yeah burrow burrow's burrow's got it uh i don't think the Bengals should pick him though who's yeah (laughs) <laughs> you know, the- <laughs> coming back, he'd be coming back to Ohio. Yeah, I don't know. It could be really good. Increase that brownie. I think the Bingley. If I'm the Bengals, if I was the GM of the Bengals, I'm picking two all day long because really they can't damage block- goods. They can't block for anybody. They need somebody mobile. He ain't mobile right now. Well, okay, but Burrow's give him just, six but he's, but he's NFL. Too. Yeah, he is NFL. He's tall too. <laughs> But I'm telling you, I thought I thought Couch would have a decent career until he spent half of it on his back. Well, they Cleveland. didn't give him a front line. The I same mean, problem that, that that Cincinnati's got. You yeah. don't you they don't need a pocket passer. 
I'm okay. telling you. Okay. <laughs> I understand. What a great story that is, though. Oh, Burrow. Yeah. I just love it. He got kicked out of Ohio State, yeah. didn't he? Well, he transferred because they weren't playing him. Yeah. That, did you did you see that? The the four <clears throat> Heisman finalists? The only one so you, you um so you had the only one was Chase Young that had been at his school the entire time when you think uh Joe Burrow was a transfer. Um he, from Ohio State. Jalen Hurts oh. was a transfer. From Alabama. And Justin Fields transferred from Georgia because yeah. he wasn't playing in Georgia. That's right. That's insane. Yeah, it is. And the, Yeah, that's good for it, Kentucky. It looks bad for the teams that <laughs> Lost them. Oh yeah, because you because none of those teams are in yeah. the or, well except for Ohio, Ohio State. State. All right, Stoops, go get us one of those quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, go get me one of those. All right, Federal Reserve yeah. lessons: keep your errors manageable. As the Federal Reserve kept this is a Wall Street Journal article by Greg Ip. As the Federal Reserve kept interest rates low after the recession and bought bonds. Critics in Congress, Wall Street, and within its own ranks accused it of courting inflation, debasing the dollar, enabling fiscal profligacy. And this, and <laughs> What's that word mean, Tom? Uh, irresponsibility. Irresponsibility. Thank yeah. you. Today, with a record expansion and unemployment at a 50-year low, some critics are making the opposite case. The Fed has tightened too much, and growth is lower and unemployment higher than they should be. President Trump is the loudest, but economic commentators from across the spectrum and even some current and former Fed officials have made that case. Any neutral observer has to conclude that the last recession and recovery were significant failures for the central bank, said Narayana Kocher Lakota. <laughs> I swear that's his name. Kocher Lakota. That's like what half, half Jewish, half... In, half uh, uh, Sue Indian. Well, speaking of artificial intelligence, the other day, what what would Siri say when you asked to call that person? Yeah, <laughs> please, Siri, please let me call Nariana Coach Lakota. <laughs> I, I said that pretty well. I was actually really well. Former president of the Minneapolis <laughs> Fed said this week, "You don't remember him? He was head of the Fed in Minneapolis." <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah, Nariana used to have a blog. <laughs> I believe you. The coach of Lakota. <laughs> Fed Governor Lael Brainard said the central bank moved too soon when it started raising rates in late 2015. All right, Philip, where are we on this and what's going on with this? Well, uh, the the thing that um, really just cracked me up was that ultimately when you got they, cracked up over this. Oh this yes, it was hilarious. No, because. They they basically say that ultimately the Fed's going to screw up. The Fed is yeah. it, it, at the end of the day, the Fed is going to screw it up somehow, some way, and that's how the recession is going to get caused. Yeah. Um. And the goal of the Fed is to not screw it up too bad. Right. It's they they just put them in there and say, all right, um, just don't you know that it's keep as the title said, keep your errors manageable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know when you look at what happened um, last year and going into this year, the the Fed, you know, incrementally kept raising rates, um, and inflation wasn't wasn't keeping pace, uh, right? And so then, you know, they had to kind of go back on what they were doing uh, 
and actually they they've lowered rates what three times this year now yeah mm-hmm. and it, it's it was one of those yeah they they almost screwed it up real bad because you know i think rates are so low it doesn't matter i, I don't think it matters what the fed does i think they could raise rates lower rates who gives a rip to me it's it's a, a very little amen you know they're so low you're right it's it's fr- it's almost zero interest we're making a big deal out of correct all this and to me it's all bullshit really yeah okay so uh, all right i i can I, Bo- i'll bite on that Bo, can can i can if i say bs will you dump me no <laughs> that, that, that is pro that is fine really yeah, I th- I, yeah, you can do that. You could say BS, but you just can't say it. Just what don't it really put means. that other word with the bull. Yeah, right. Uh, All right. Well, we talk bulls and bears here on the yep. Tom Dupree show, so, anyway. So, so at what point do rates get to where they matter? Like when they get around five or six percent. You know, I, I I come from when rates were really high. Me too. You know, and uh, th- this is this is nothing. Right. I mean, I can remember when it was eighteen percent. Yeah. Come Federal on. Reserve rate was eighteen percent. This isn't anything. I, I disagree. Yeah, well, you can go ahead. But, but see, I think about you know, like let's say like prices at the pump. You know, I I started driving when prices were four dollars a gallon. Really? You know, so that that's what I grew up in. Same principle. You 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 cut. Your I remember when off. they were thirty nine cents. So I remember going out west. Yeah. It was thirty nine cents a gallon. But I, I thought can, I was too much. I can tell you, if prices went back to four dollars a gallon, it would definitely be economic shock to oh, my yeah. to my checkbook. Definitely. So it's the same. You know, it, I, I think the the economy and the market adapt so quickly to what the, the you know the this this interest rates these are these are kind of new normal. Well, let me tell you what's happened in my career. Everybody went from not having any money and having 15% interest rates to they've all got money and we got 1.5% interest rates. Back in the early 80s the stock market was at 1000 and interest rates were at 15%. It didn't matter what you bought. It was all a screaming buy. Yeah. Every bit of it. A screaming but, buy. I love that. But nobody had any money. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody had any money. They hadn't been putting money into these 401k plans for 35 years. <laughs> now, today, okay, here we are in 2019. I was started in basically in 1978 and was, you know, my career rates were kind of low in 78. Then they shot up. In 80, 81, 82. And the stock market was way down. Because when interest rates are high, stocks are low. Everybody says they want to get interest rates back to 5%. No, you don't. Because you're going to take the stock market down to 20,000. That's right. And so many people rely on it. Yeah. And and, and everything. I I wish we could painlessly get interest rates back to 5%. I'd love to be able to buy a five percent municipal bond for people. Yeah, that'd be great. I'd <laughs> fill the, I'd fill them up with back it. the truck up. Right? You got it, but it's not there right now, and to get there would cause a lot of pain. That's right, Philip. You're just too young. But that's that's what I'm yeah, saying. You, is, you, is you think you got all this stuff going on, man? You're young. What? But that's what I was saying. Is ah, you like do. The, you're the you're economy, doing a good job. The economy had gotten so used to that, you know 
low, low base that when the, the, the Fed came in and bumped it, you know, 150 yeah. basis points, they were like, whoa, whoa, what do you mean I got to pay 4% on my mortgage? So now? what? Yeah. It ain't that big a deal whether you pay 4% or 5% or compared right. to what we were paying on mortgages. Oh, yes. Come on. It's just nothing. Everybody acts like it's huge. We're going from 5% on long-term mortgages to 4. It's going to be a refinancing boom. <laughs> you know? So yeah, I, what? I get it. I get it. Who cares? Who cares? Okay. We got to take a break. I'm sorry. I talked too much. No, you News Radio know. 630 WLAP. Today on WLAP. Impeaching President Trump. Democrats. You lose. Say goodbye to your majority status. Get the latest. Vagina deal. Very good news. It's a phenomenal deal. Check in often. Boris Johnson. Victory. Let's get Brexit done. With News Radio 630 WLAP. Hi, this is Tom Dupree, Jr. What does a good financial advisor do? Perhaps it comes down to asking the right questions instead of having all the answers. For instance, should I take Social Security now or later? Am I really ready to retire? Is my money invested properly to pay me an income during retirement? These are a few of the questions that might come up in your discussion with a financial advisor. Good questions are what a financial advisor may be able to help you with. You will come up with the answers on your own. If you're not sure about some of these things and need a sounding board, call Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400 for a complimentary appointment. Also, you can listen to the Tom Dupree Show on Saturdays at 7 a.m. at News Radio 630 WLAP. That's Dupree Financial Group at 859-233-0400. 630-WLAP. All right, back on the Tom Dupree Show. Blackstone introduces dancing mascot, Mr. Stone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is great. (laughs) What is this? Oh, it's so good. You talk about a company, Blackstone. Oh, that's a... That's that's my company. That is a pure company, as we all know. And listeners, if you don't know anything about Blackstone, Google them. Go check this company out. Wow. Yeah. So the biggest reason why you invest in any company is is the management. You know, and then that's right. that's uh the the one thing that really struck me about this, you know, is when you look at Blackstone, um, you know, they had an eventful so the the this is from Bloomberg uh, written by an Amanda Gordon it says Blackstone uh had an eventful year from C- uh CEO Steve Schwartzman's best-selling memoir to presidential candidate Elizabeth Warren's attack on the firm and the rest of the private equity industry. So what does it need to get its staff in the right mood and the firm's holiday for the firm's holiday gatherings Thursday night? Uh, mascot. Um, so it goes on and it says, you know, a lot of people tried out for this this mascot gig um, that the, the chief operating officer, John Gray, came up with. Uh, but, you know, the, the, the mascot actually came in and he was, like, doing dancing and, and, and conga lines and everything in the office. And then he yeah. ends up taking his uh, 
I said nobody knew who the mascot was until he ends up taking his head off. Was it Schwartzman? It's Schwartzman. It was Schwartzman. Are you kidding me? And they were convinced yeah. it wasn't him. Yeah. Everybody in the firm <laughs> thought, yeah. The guy's got a sense of humor. Yeah. yeah. He was going in he was going in power meetings. I mean, where they were doing deals and buying companies and he would just Come show up as a uh, as it, with the costume on and start dancing and cheering and then all the employees were getting up and going, Yeah, we're all with you. And nobody had any idea it was was the chief executive. Yeah. Yeah. Billionaire, Stephen Schwartzman. By the way, have you read that book of his? No, I haven't. Have that you? Could, that could set you on a reading course. Okay. You, you need to get that book. Okay. Is it a good read? I hear it is. I haven't read it. <laughs> that's <laughs> It's selling a lot of copies. Yeah. Well, that, that one and the a, Schwab, uh, the Charlie Schwab biography is supposed to be real good, okay. too. Okay. And you just did a really good uh analysis of schwab and td ameritrade by the way we'll talk a little bit about that in the second half okay yeah um but that that's you know when you look at what he did uh you know it it, it didn't cost him anything but his time and he he knew that hey you know uh, rally the troops kind of mentality uh, yeah you know and he, he rallied his troops and when you look at what blackstone stock has done over the last Golly. year it's been and a half, gift yeah. You know, it, it just keeps it just keeps moving up. Yeah. Um you know, in in a market that's that's on all-time highs and Schwartzman still finding deals out there that make sense to it's him. It's amazing. The thing I loved about it is it's it's a absolute pure leadership play from the top down. And it it shows a company of 2600 employees, okay, with 28 offices, you know, I don't know half a trillion dollar company in assets maybe yeah just gigantic private equity firm but um you know it's about having fun we spend a lot at, at, at your work we spend a lot of time in the office okay yeah and your colleagues become part of your family that's right and you share your lives together and when you see your top brass Coming in and coming down to the level of where, you know, we're all hanging out, you know, telling jokes and having a good time and playing ball with you like that. It It's so, it's just so divine. I love that. And uh, it is. it's obvious why this company's doing so well. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a fruit of it. It's a fruit. Yeah. It's a fruit. But good leadership. Now, listeners, if you, if you want to know more, go to YouTube and just Google uh, Blackstone holiday video. Yeah. It's about a six minute video. It's a takeoff from the office, really? the, the uh, sitcom office series that was so funny. It's, it's priceless. Anyhow, you'll enjoy it. It's worth it. <laughs> we went to visit Blackstone, um, gosh, three, four years ago, yeah. something like that. <clears throat> and they're pretty intense. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're wired tight as banjo stuff. Oh yeah, you can tell. You know, we went in there to see the uh, <laughs> yeah investor relations people, and um, uh, but there's obvious that they're doing something right. Yes, they built the company from a four hundred thousand dollar company, uh, Steve Schwartzman and Pete Peters Peterson, and they. They came up with Blackstone because Schwartz means black in German and Peter means rock in uh, uh-huh. Greek or something. And so Blackstone is how they got 
that name from their two last names. And uh, it's been it's been a, a, a remarkable a remarkable business endeavor. Yes. That's just all you can say about it. Everybody wants to work there. Yep. It's the place. They'd much rather work there than Goldman Sachs, which is oh, where yeah. that used to be the destination. You know, and I, I'm sure Goldman still is much bigger and has a lot of cachet to it. Jamie Dimon is PO'd because people don't want to work at the bank anymore. Yeah. Well, after what happened in the financial crisis and the way the banks got so regulatorily yes. constrained. Sarbonne's. You can't do stuff. Yeah. You can't do stuff at banks anymore. Right. And you used to could. Can't do anything. Yeah. Banking used to be fun back when you were, yeah. you know, uh, in, if, in the 80s. In the 80s, which is Chase Bank, First Security. We had a blast. And, you yeah. know, we did deals based on character and the people we were working with. And, and your and regulations weren't that. They weren't there. If it was a good deal, you could do Banking used to be what Blackstone is today. I know. Basically. That's right? true. That's all it is. And it's migrated. And GE was that kind of place for yeah. a while. GE imploded, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, Missy used to work there. Uh, Missy Clifton, friend of ours, uh-huh. she had a great time working at GE Mortgage Security Production. Yes, this is the way these companies were back then, but everything's changed now. Yeah, so the fun migrates to another place. Guess where it is now? Dupree Pre Financial. Hey, listen, we've got a mascot. We're gonna. Have we've to got go. one. Red oh, Thunder. That's it. Red Thunder. Yeah. Blue Fox. That's right. <laughs> Woo! It's still football time in the bluegrass. So fired up. Stay with <laughs> us. You're listening to the Tom Dupree Show News Radio 630 WAB. Win your way to L.A. for our sold-out iHeartRadio Alter Ego 2020. Presented by Capital One. Alter Ego. You'll go backstage to meet Billie Eilish. And Blink-182. We will see you at Alter Ego. Plus, get tickets for the show where you'll see Coldplay, The Black Keys, The Lumineers, Shade, and more. Listen to Alternative Radio on iHeartRadio for a chance to win. And hear it on iHeartRadio stations nationwide. Tune into LiveXLive.com on Saturday, January 18th. Haul packages for a living? A gas-powered Mercedes-Benz Sprinter delivers. Transport people? A Sprinter van with 0% financing is a five-star idea. If food delivery is your thing, then a gas sprinter caters to you. And if you're a general contractor, the Sprinter with 0% financing nails it. With innovation, safety, and technology, Sprinter is built for you. And it's built for your bottom line with 0% financing. The Mercedes-Benz Sprinter, starting at just $33,790. And for a limited time with IRS Section 179, you could be eligible for up to a $25,000 tax deduction. Gas engine, 0% financing, and a possible tax deduction? Now that's a Sprinter that delivers. Mercedes-Benz. Vans. Born to run. MSRP excludes all options, taxes, title, registration, transportation, charge, and dealer prep fee. Options, model availability, national dealer price may vary. See dealer for details about costs and terms. Only valid on 2018 or 2019 Mercedes-Benz Sprinter vans, excluding cap chassis. Qualified commercial customers only. Financing offer valid through January 2nd, 2020. Consult your tax advisor. For more information, limits may apply. Visit mbvans.com. 
details following last week's deadly shooting at Naval Air Station Pensacola in Florida. Three people killed before authorities killed the gunman, a Saudi Air Force pilot in the States for training. Federal investigators now examining the suspect's social media posts. The investigation operating on the presumption it was an act of terrorism. Law enforcement agencies, including the FBI and DHS, revealing in one report that on September 11th of this year, shooter Mohammed Al-Shamrani posted on his social media accounts the phrase, the countdown has started. Other posts included references to non-Muslims as infidels and Al-Shamrani also defending jihad. ABC's Stephanie Ramos. Preparations are underway for a full House vote next week after the House Judiciary Committee approved two articles of impeachment against President Trump. And the U.S. Supreme Court agreeing to hear three cases from President Trump to keep his financial records private. I'm Michelle Franzen, ABC News. It is an ugly start to the weekend across the area on this Saturday. Cloudy skies, occasional rain giving way to scattered showers into the afternoon. Temperatures topping out into the upper 30s and low 40s. Sunday starts out with a partly cloudy sky. Then late afternoon and evening, clouds are going to thicken quickly with a wintry mix rolling into town. Could be some accumulating snow, especially north of 64. Then it's mainly rain to the south. That'll take over as we go into Monday. From the WKYT First Alert Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Chris Bailey on your official weather station, News Radio 630, WLAP. Broadcasting live 24 7 from the heart of Big Blue Nation, this is News Radio 630, WLAP, an iHeart Radio station. Advertised transactions are rent to own transaction, requires 13 payments to own. Total payments for ownership equals the weekly rental price times 13. From wearable technology to electronics and computers, the best things in life are no longer out of reach thanks to Ownable.us. Ownable lets you rent to own great new electronics quickly. After six months of renting, it's yours to keep forever. Shop Ownable.us to get all the top brands today. Right now, you can even save $10 off at checkout by entering promo code RADIO. That's $10 at checkout with promo code RADIO. Ownable. Rent it for weeks. Own it forever. Let me ask, do you have discomfort or problems with your knee, back, or shoulder that makes it hard to live your life and do simple things like work out or even go for a walk? Hi, I'm Donna Taylor, founder of CBD Labs. If you're one of the millions that suffer with discomfort, you really need to try CBD Labs, the gold standard in CBD. CBD Labs is full-spectrum CBD, tested in FDA labs, and goes to work in just minutes. My knee and shoulder discomfort was so frustrating I had trouble moving around. So we researched CBD from the hemp plant that contains no THC and created the most concentrated CBD product available. It works so well, we guarantee it. Problem solved. So call now to find out how to get a free bottle of CBD Labs. Oh, yeah, we also created an ebook on everything and anything CBD that is your free gift. To get your free bottle of CBD Lab CBD oil, call 800 480 9362. That's 800 480 9362. Free bottles for a limited time. Call now 800 480 9362. That's 800 480 9362. 630 WLAP.
Back on the Tom Dupree Show. Why this Berkshire Hathaway shareholder isn't frustrated, Warren Buffett won't spend nearly $130 billion in cash. Well, first of all, Warren Buffett does not spend money. He invests money. A big difference. He doesn't spend on anything. He, he goes to McDonald's for breakfast every day. Lunch. Where's he go to lunch? I don't know. Oh, yeah. But he, he probably goes to that place. Dairy Queen. He goes yeah. to Dairy Queen for lunch. Yeah. He owns Dairy Queen. Still still lives in this little house. Have you seen his car? It's just a, probably a Ford or a... Yeah, it's just a basic, you yeah, know. he doesn't spend any money. Yeah. So what, Warren Buffett will not spend any of that $130 billion in cash. He might invest some of it. Yeah. The Oracle of Omaha, anyway, Warren Buffett may have one very good reason for continuing to hold on to a large chunk of cash. Oh, let me think. I wonder what it would be. Oh, he's worried he might run out of money. (laughs) (laughs) He wants his successors to be very well capitalized Uh. and investors reassured by big cash cushion. We aren't frustrated because we have owned it for decades and have made an awful lot of money, Bill Smead of Smead Capital Management said on Yahoo Finance's The First Trade. It is a little frustrating because he's holding so much cash, but we believe he's holding so much cash because the statistical likelihood is that when your two key employers are 89 and 95 years old, that when one of them goes in the hospital, investors are going to worry. Mead points to the reaction in Berkshire's stock. When Buffett revealed he had been diagnosed with stage one prostate cancer, well, hell, he and every other male that age. At that age? You have a 100% chance, by the way, of getting prostate cancer the longer you live. Yeah. It's guaranteed. Berkshire's A and B shares fell about two. What do you expect? He's 89 years old. Of course he's going (laughs) to give in to mortality. Uh, and uh, let's see, uh, both classes of stock have rallied about 12% until the end of the year as Buffett reassured investors that cancer was not life-threatening. Probably eating at McDonald's is what's going to get him. <laughs> no, it's going to be so I ironic. Don't know. It's going to be like something even crazy. Something crazy, slipping on a, a paper clip. <clears throat> That's, uh, yeah, who, who knows? Yeah, slip, that would be. Well, what do you make of this? So he's got, um, he's got the the 130 billion in cash and you know the market cap of Berkshire is only 551 billion dollars and you know they are a big market maker in T-bills uh yeah. Berkshire so they are the market in certain classes of T-bills cuz right. they own so much of them gotcha yeah. but the the interesting <laughs> thing is that that represents what over oh it's like 22% of of market cap of the company in yeah. just cash and cash equivalents right uh when you when you factor that in you know well you you can't be mad at at, at really it, it boils down that he's being prudent he's being a prudent manager he can't find the deals that he wants to invest in right. that fit his fit his theme and so he's just he's stockpiling cash for one of two things Either A, he's going to find a deal that he likes, he's going to find the investments that he likes, and he's going to jump all over it because he's got the cash, or B, the market is going to say, you got too much cash and we're going to sell the stock, and he's going to be a happy buyer. That's right. You know, it, it, you want to sell the stock down to a $400 billion market cap, 
he's going to buy every single share he can get his hands of on. his own stock. Yeah. So I think what he's doing, and I'm going to give you my opinion, whatever it's worth, because I'm so. It's worth a lot. Yeah, just, you know, so on board. The media wants us to think he's hoarding cash because a recession is coming. Right. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is he is a patient, strategic thinker. Yep. And you just said it, Philip. The deal's not there yet. And he's waiting for the right, right. deal. That's all this is. Yeah. Nothing more. Well, I agree. And and it, that is exactly you're right. That's what it is. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Well, And, and ultimately, Buffett, he wants to see his stock go up. I, I get that. But he, he is not the type of person that is inclined – to make the to make the short term juice of sort. Yeah. You know, he's that type of person that yeah, I'll, I'll watch it go up, you know, in the next 3 years or something. 4 years, 5 years, however long it takes. When you look at what the stock has actually done year to date uh through the third quarter earnings, you know, the the equity is returned, you know, the return on equity is like 13%. Um but the stock has only gone up 10 yeah, you know, so they're actually the 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 underlying portfolio of of companies that he's invested in has actually outperformed what his stock has done. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, Berkshire, we don't own that stock for our clients. It doesn't pay a dividend, therefore we don't own it. But it's an interesting study. Yeah. In business investment. For this, for this uh, era that we're in, it's it's been for a whole era. Well, and I think that the other thing too is that 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 cash adds flexibility for him. That's 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 the ultimate thing. It adds flexibility, and when you look at kind of what our investment thesis and our investment style is, you know, we we put a substantial amount of of client uh, of our clients' accounts in, you know, short term treasury bills or, yeah. or money market funds that you know adds flexibility to the accounts yeah you know you're able to take advantage of markets when when they provide opportunity and that's all that is is you right know, you you have to have flexibility it you know you never want to be stuck in a volatile period with no flexibility right because then you just have to hopefully ride it out at that point Yep. So. You do. I want to say something that just this just came on my heart. I don't know why, but you know when I oh, think. Oh, by the way, I didn't. I, I didn't uh, introduce you guys. Oh yeah, this guy here, <laughs> Philip Sexton. Hey, <laughs> I just jumped right in. Good to meet How you. <laughs> hey, we were on the first hour. Remember? Yeah. yeah that's, well, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Just magic. But this just came on my heart. I talking about Warren, thinking about Warren Buffett, and and you know he's the kind of guy that he doesn't invest in anything he doesn't understand. Uh huh. He he won't do it. Right. And and you know a lot of investors are that way. That you know like a, it's a tech company, and you know I just don't understand technologies. It might be a great deal, but I'm not going to invest in it because I don't understand it. And it takes me back to a story that we've shared before, but I think it's worth sharing again. And and she yeah. was in the office. One of our clients was in the office this week. 
and she told us how much she appreciated the fact that she had sat in an account review meeting with her husband, with Tom and Mike and Philip. I don't know who all was in the meeting that day. But they were talking all about these investments, and Tom spun around in his chair and looked at her and said, do you understand what I'm talking about here as it relates to your investment portfolio and what we're doing? Yeah. And she said, I have no idea. It's not important. You just talk to my husband. He understands it. And she said the thing that changed her life as it relates to working with the pre-financial was that Tom said, no, you are important. It's important. Yes. And I'm going to make sure you understand this because one day you're going to have to be dealing right. with this. And she was in this past week and just happy and grateful yeah. and appreciative. And that's what Dupree's all about. We educate our clients. Guide and empower. And we guide and empower. Yeah. And it's very similar to, you know, kind of like, you know, we want to make sure you understand what you're invested in. Yep. Okay, I'll hush. No, I like, I like it. Because it, 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 that's, that's, that's the truth, you know. You, you can't make a decision with something that you don't understand. You know, I, 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 can, I, I tell people, you know, we're, we're the first people to tell you, we, you know, we know what we don't know. Yeah. You know, that that's that's, that's the big good, thing. We like know what line. we don't know. Yeah, I like so, that. So we're not going to dive into something that, right. yeah, you know, doesn't make sense to us. Uh, there's been plenty of times that, you know, we've looked at ideas and just can't really, can't really make sense of it. And, you know, you, you sometimes they go up, sometimes they go down. But ultimately, you know, you can't, you can't play with people's money at that point. No. No. Merrill Edge, Wells Fargo, embrace zero commission. So this zero commission thing is stretching out to big time. Yeah. Here we go. People. So the zero commission thing is um it, it's really, really quirky. Um when you look at, at different custodians, um, you know, and this is what what you talked about in the first half hour is that, you know, Schwab buying T D Ameritrade after they, they announced zero commissions. Yeah, so when you look at at Schwab's portion of revenue that actually came from commissions before they announced that, yeah, it was like eight percent annually came from commissions and and proprietary trading. Um, you know, TD Ameritrade on the other hand was thirty three percent. So so it seems like what happened was Schwab basically um, cut commissions. Knocked TD Ameritrade's stock price down because they had to cut, and then they bought them. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> what a plan. Well, and and Schwab's biggest thing was, and, and the same thing here is that when you look, is the the biggest grab that all of these custodians are after now is the cash sweep deposit. Yeah, money because it is some of the cheaper deposits out there right now granted they have a little more volatility in terms of you know going up and uh going up and down and the fact that you know investors may use the cash to buy something um buy you know buy another investment but <laughs> ultimately they they they've been continuing to grow you know as as accounts grow dividends get paid this and that more yeah. people more people save more money the sweep accounts continue to grow um 
so that's that's really what you're seeing is is that less and less was being made from actual commissions um and more and more was was that you had to defend your market share yep to have the the cheap deposits to go out and you know build out your your banking part of your business we will defend this house <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly and that's that's really what you've seen and that's what you know in the in going back to the Schwab and TD merger so right. You know, TD uses TD Bank as their their banking thing, yeah. which uh, has is kind of confusing to me that you know basically TD Bank gets all of the cash sweep and pays them just a small fee yeah. on what it is. So you know they they may pay them. I can't even remember what it was. I think Schwab ultimately is going to end up with um, it was either fifteen or thirty five basis points on the the cash sweep money that they get nightly. It, yeah yeah and then accrued yearly yeah accrued yearly right and you know th- that's from the td bank because they still have the agreement with them and td bank on those deposits will then go out and you know loan yeah. out to mortgages and get yeah three and a half percent on it right which is it's insane and that's that's what really the 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 um <clears throat> market around these custodians has moved to is you know who can who can get the most cash who can get the most you know cash deposits for their bank yeah. which is crazy that's the only place where they make money though now. oh yeah you know the business is just changing Merrill Lynch Wells Fargo they're going to zero commission Schwab TD then now you've got JP Morgan um is changing their whole wealth management thing. I don't know if y'all saw that. That's an, yep. that's another story I think we had in the queue. Yeah. It was, yeah. Um, but, you know, what basically they're, they've done is they've taken their chief marketing officer and made her president and CEO mm-hmm. of their wealth management group. What's that tell you? They're taking a whole new approach to how they start recruiting new business. Right. And you're going to start seeing a whole new world of creative advertising and promotion to bring investments, you know, clients back in the in the industry. Right. I th- we're getting ready to see a drastic change, I think. I really do. Oh, yeah. So going on to that article, J.P. Morgan takes aim at rivals in wealth business revamp. J.P. Morgan Chase is taking a bigger swing at wealth management, revamping its business units in an effort to better compete with big bank rivals such as Morgan Stanley. The bank is creating a unit that will combine the U.S. wealth management operations for affluent clients in the Chase Bank's networks financial advisory business, according to a memo reviewed by the Wall Street Journal. The restructured business will also include uh, J.P. Morgan's new U-Invest online brokerage. Um, By the way, the U Invest is a no minimum. You know, it's a it's a TD Schwab type program. Knockoff deal, right? Knockoff. Just so you know that. Okay. Yeah. So what's happening is the thing that's going on with Schwab and TD is trend setting for the entire industry. It is, including the Merrill Lynches, the Morgan Stanleys, everybody. It's it's a race to no commissions. So if you're a transactional broker out there, 
where you've always just done commission business, your model is getting less and less mainstream. Yeah. It's just like IBM and the typewriter at that point, you know, yeah. you just, you're going to obsolete yourself is what is what will end up eventually happening at that point. Right. Um, you know, when, <laughs> when you look at the, 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 the banks as a whole though, you know, and that's guy brought it up, you know, you've got JP Morgan chase that they realize, Hey, this is kind of one of the, the biggest avenues for cheap, cheap in uh, cash. Yeah. You know, to, to build out our, our balance sheet to right. loan against. Uh, so even they're getting into it. Um, the, the thing of it is ever since I've been in this industry, it is fighting to delineate execution versus advice. What am I willing to pay for advice? And what am I willing to pay for execution? And execution is rapidly going to zero. Yeah. What will I pay for getting a trade executed? Used to be that they would talk about people say, come to go with us. We can get your trade executed better. That sort of thing. There is no high ground on that anymore. It's all a level playing field. So what you're going to do, and this is where a firm like Dupree Financial Group, which is our firm, figures into the picture. We are all about advice. We're not being paid to execute trades. We're being paid to give advice on where to, where to put the money. Yeah. Um, I mean – you know, not just the not just the investments, but also where to house the money. Yeah. You know, which which one of these custodians is best for you? Right. You know, and that's that's the and it it, it looks like the TD Ameritrade Schwab thing in some ways is a marriage made in heaven because TD Ameritrade had some issues with the loss of the commission stream. Yeah. But Schwab's got some issues with technology. Exactly. That TD can help. Can help with. Exactly. And, and, you know, when, when TD lost the commission stream, they were going to have a problem, you know, maybe a, a potential problem long-term of, of technology. Viability. You know, keeping up and being – because TD is the leader in technology in the, the industry, you know, and to, to, to stay at that level, you've got to invest capital. And yeah, may technology not, eats more of your capital up than anything. Yeah, and so Schwab was like, "Hey, you know, we our 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 system of producing income is extremely different than TDs. We can ha we can bring them in house and make more money from you know what they've got going on, uh, but they they can also have the ability to to continue to produce." superior technology well by buying td ameritrade schwab's getting a ready-made technology upgrade exactly they're they're getting a technology upgrade by buying this company that's really why they buy them isn't it well it's part of it it's a it, it's in, a big part of it. yeah it's okay. also the assets under management right but uh yeah this is they're getting somebody that's invested it's why um it's why uh, J.C. Bradford had to sell to Payne Weber back years ago. They so, couldn't keep up technology-wise. So uh, I'm going to go back in time. Philip won't understand this. 
But uh, many, many years ago, back in the days when prime rate was 18%, (laughs) we had what what I think we used to refer to as the Big Ten accounting firms. Is that right? Was it the Big Big Eight? Big Eight. Thank you. We had the Big Eight accounting firms. There was eight large national accounting firms. And that's Pete Marwick and Mitchell, Ernst and Young. I think it was Ernst and Winnie back then. Winnie. I mean, you've got Crow, Cheswick was one of them. Yeah. Uh, Pete, uh, Pete Marwick and Mitchell. I, I can't, I should should know these. I just, yeah. I've, I didn't do my research, so I couldn't tell you. Yeah. But, but the reason I bring that up is that's what I really feel like we're seeing here in the financial service business it's consolidating and it's going to there's there's only three accounting firms now yeah i think that's left okay and they just continue to buy these large regional firms and i think you're seeing this in our industry and the reason i bring this up is because that's one of the great benefits of the pre-financial group we're not going to be we're not a target for them no. And we never will be. Okay? Because we're a principled okay organization. Yeah. That that integrity and relationship management with our clients is absolute foremost. Yep. And you know, we were talking about, you know, how we educate kind and power and all that other stuff, right. but what we really do, you know, you were talking about advice and how much advice we give, but we provide a relationship plan. Yes. That is long term. That is generational. Yep. Generational. You know all the things that when you're big, big guy in the sky, that's technologically driven. Don't have. They don't have any. Can't have it. They can't have it. They have a computer screen with a lot of pretty graphics, and a lot of click and punch. In chat rooms. That's what they have. You can call us at 859-233-0400. Set up an appointment to come in. Doesn't cost you anything. We're not going to threaten you. We're not going to coerce you into moving your account to us. You will coerce yourself <laughs> when you hear what we're talking about. But it's 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 enlightening. It's helpful to you. Well, and I I think of the song. Oh, I can't even remember who sings it. But of, of course, we're not Jesus or God or anything. But it's the same principle. And He walks with me, and He talks with <laughs> me. Yeah. Yeah. I love it, Philip. Way to go! You've been listening to the Tom Dupree show. It might pass as quickly. It does. <laughs> Still football time in the Blues. <laughs> Lynn Bowden, Morning yeah. Award. We're so proud of it. Morning award. And our kicker. Yep. Yeah, Max Duffy. Got about that. National award. Yes. It's about football. It's about football. Tom Dupree Show. News Radio 630 WAP.